0: following is a presentation of the Outside Blitz Radio Network. Recording live from Studio
1: Shanto, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, the Outside Blitz.
0: And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with my co-host, the tenacious, the titillating Tyler Dean Tyler welcome
1: we're on time this week. What was that? Run time the show this week.
0: Yeah, we are. We are. It's been a, a rough wild go. Um we're you know, you us. and I yeah this this new baby life is just killing
1: us. <laughs> Holy it's, babies.
0: Oh my lord. Yeah, you've got a new baby. I've got two new babies and we're just I mean sleep deprived and beat to beat to hell. <laughs> but here we are. Um, you know, we, we've got uh, some news around the league that's going on right now. We've got uh, this week, we we promised you guys the um, the uh, NFL schedule and playoff predictors where we will actually be predicting our Super Bowl champions. Um, this one is going to be a fun one, Tyler. This is one of my favorite episodes of the year. We do it uh, every single year um, around this time. And man, I got to tell you, I'm... I, I'm surprised by the way certain things fell, and when you and I were just talking off the air with that whole thing. Schedule played a huge factor, and and because of the and I, I was surprised, like like so you you know you go through the playoff or the 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 um, the schedule predictor and you go through it and you're you're picking all the winners and losers of each game and whatever the case, and then when you when you finally get to the end and you look at what you finally have at the end you go holy crap and
1: and because of it because sometimes things get a little haywire because i I try to be as realistic with as i can and right you have a couple teams that are usually really good really bad so you always end up with a couple like 17 0 0 and 17 type teams i always go back and try to course correct that but i'm not predicting like a shit ton of like perfect anti-perfect seasons because you're trying to make it as realistic as possible, so I, I usually go one one I go through it once and I go back through it to fine tune, right?
0: And and I went I went through it twice as well, and what I got was a basically around the same result. But I, I dude, I got to tell you there, there is one thing that happened in my in my uh, predictor here that actually went against directly against my bold predictions for this season.
1: so and that's okay
0: yeah and that that happens but you know it it went directly against it i i was fascinated by by how that turned out and how things uh ended up but very exciting stuff uh we've got our uh news around the league so we're gonna jump into that but man uh this this is gonna be a fun episode um so first of all tyler i want to i want to talk to you i mean you the Ravens, are in, the, in the news around the league, the Ravens, they go and play six players on the PUP list uh, this, this week. Running back J.K. Dobbins with a knee injury. Uh, Gus Edwards with his knee injury. Those both injuries are kind of lingering from last year. Uh, left tackle Ronnie Stanley with an ankle injury. Uh, corner Marcus Peters with a knee injury. That's, again, another one that's from last year. Linebacker Tyus Bowser with an Achilles injury. And the uh, safety are Darius Washington with a foot injury. All those guys placed on the pup this week. Um, J.K. Dobbins, uh, according to some reports, uh, there there have been different reports. There's some, been some that said he's going to be ready for week one. There are other reports that are saying that J.K. might not be ready for week one. Uh, what do you make all, all these guys hitting the pup list?
1: So um, most of them are not surprising. Um, most of those are are injuries that were long-term injuries and had recoveries on um, jk dobbins uh edwards stanley we knew um they they were they've been taking their time with him tyus bowser had a season ending injury near the near the end of the year uh marcus peters had a season injury i mean we, we've talked about the ravens injury bug for, since it all happened around this time Absolutely. so most of those aren't surprising to me i mean and I, on, I do expect most of them players to come off the pup list before the requirement of having them off by the end of week three of preseason. Um, okay. Dobbins is talking about being ready for week one. Stan, Stanley's more being held out just, just to make sure that ankles because the, if you remember the re- issue with Stanley was um he kind of rushed back. Right. So I, I think that part of that's going to be um just kind of Stanley's not a guy that that's going to need to be at training camp. He's one of the best tackles in the league. Um, so I, I think the priority for him is obviously to get that ankle ready to roll.
0: Yeah, I think I, I'm with you there. I think they're, they're holding him out. They don't want him to, uh, you know, they don't want him to be hurt, you know, yeah. at the end of the season and, um, and seeing guys rush back like that. And and it never works out um, Dobbins
1: and Gus, both their injuries came very early in, in the preseason. I, I, I don't, uh, there's been conflicting reports. Some are saying he might not be, but you know, you, you, but we both know how a lot of those reports tend to uh, overreact when players get put on pup lists. Right. But we, because we are, we are still over a month out from the season. But um, reports from Dobbins himself says that he has every expectation on being there for the beginning of preseason. Wow. Well, but and- he probably shouldn't play during pre, I, I think Edwards, I think, not Edwards, uh, I think. Dobbins is good enough to, to not see a lot of snaps in preseason if yeah. he is truly ready.
0: If I'm the Ravens, I'm, I'm taking a lot of my – a lot of those guys that are hurt, and I'm not even thinking about playing them in the preseason. I, would I agree. I wouldn't even be doing that. Preseason, you know, that, that I, 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 the shortened preseason is, is what we've, we've all been waiting for and, and because in, stupid injuries happen in those preseason games that don't matter. Absolutely. You know, so, I mean, I, I like the preseason. But old I, I would you know two game preseason is about work where, where it should be because there's so many dumb injuries that go on mm-hmm. like dumb accidents that happens every year some star player goes down with a you know an ACL tear or a, a, a torn pectoral or whatever and they're out for the year we've seen it countless times so yeah I I'm and,
1: with- and you and we'll use Raven's example I mean granted, I'm a firm believer that if if, if, if it's a non-contact injury it was going to happen either way because Harbaugh got a lot of shit for um, tr- keeping the uh the unimportant preseason win streak going. Yeah, and doing that it was the same game in which Dobbins went down. But it was a non-contact, so I'm 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 a firm believer of Huda to just tore it in, in 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 week one. Just a little bit of hubris on the on the part of Harbaugh. Yeah, it just it just looks worse than it is. But I, and you know how those injuries are. like non-contact that like, that thing was that 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 and that body part was going. If you're just if you're, if you're just striding and your and your and your muscle tears, it was going to happen regardless.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. So, we had other players get put on the pup list around the league. Rams go ahead and they place Jalen Ramsey on the pup list with a shoulder injury. Um, we knew Jalen Ramsey had some sort of shoulder issue late in the season, um, but I I didn't know it was on the level of him you know going on the pup list. Uh, this is a huge hit for the Rams if he can't get on the field in week one. I don't know how, how serious the injury is, but that'd be a pretty serious hit um, as far as uh, Jalen Ramsey goes, am I right?
1: It would. Uh, he's He's been one of the best corners in the league. I'm not quite as hot as a start as he's been claiming on Twitter and stuff to compare himself to, to, uh, to Sherman and stuff, but he's still been a very, very good corner.
0: Well, he's always very vocal, you know, you know, Jalen Ramsey, he's always been a little bit of a loud mouth and, and he's very vocal about, you know, I'm the best corner in the
1: league and I'm the and, he, and he mostly backs it up. So I usually let him let, leave him alone.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a, a good corner. I don't, I don't think he's a bad corner by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you know, he, he is a bit of a loud mouth, but, um, he is still the number one corner there with the Rams and, and he is a, a lights out kind of guy. You want to see a shutdown corner. He still is a, in fact, a shutdown corner. Um, I think if, if he doesn't see the field in week one, which I think he will, but if he doesn't see the the field in week one, that's going to become a major problem for the, uh, the Rams because their defense is a little thin this year. Uh, and it's it's definitely more thin going into this year and they didn't really have many draft picks going into this year either to try and go younger and try and fix that situation. So I don't know. Yeah. The Rams, they, they got their work cut out for him. If he can't be on the field.
1: And it's not that they uh, didn't draft, that they couldn't draft. <laughs> right.
0: right. Um, also, guys placed on the PUP list, uh, the Saints placed wide receiver Michael Thomas with that ankle injury that's been lingering, and defensive end Marcus Davenport, he had a uh, pinky finger surgery. It was actually an amputation of his pinky finger. Um, a partial amputation, if you will. But, uh, you know, Michael Thomas being on the PUP list, I think... This is, you know, it's kind of like par for the course at this point for the last two seasons. Michael Thomas has just become very, very injury prone. And I think that injury with that ankle is just lingering and lingering and lingering. I don't see Michael Thomas, if he does start week one, because I'm, I'm having this weird feeling that Michael Thomas is going to miss some time. But if, if he doesn't start week one, I think this bodes really well for Chris Olave, don't you? I, I, I
1: agree. I totally agree
0: and then and then Marcus Davenport i mean he's a huge part of that Saints defense this the the Saints you know some some Saints players have been claiming that they have the best defense in the league i don't think that's very true to be perfectly honest with you but uh you know da- Marcus Davenport not being on the field definitely impacts that uh, that ability to be at a top defense but uh, you know Michael Thomas i i don't I think he's going to be a, a major problem continuing forward, uh, even after he got that big deal. He, you know, he's getting paid for that giant deal to sit around and nurse that ankle injury. And, and if he misses time, it will we'll be going on like a year and a half of him nursing that ankle injury. He missed a majority of last year. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, a, a majority of last year, was, he was out. So, I mean, uh, it's basically the whole season. So, I I don't know. I, I feel like they... They might have bought fool's gold for that with that prima donna there, um, you know, and they they paid him. Uh, we also had uh, some signings go on around the league. We had uh, the uh, the Falcons. They went and signed Eddie Goldman last show. We we talked about the him, the, him getting signed, and then Eddie Goldman goes out and retires at age twenty eight. He, he retires the next week. Um, the Falcons are, are left high and dry after signing Eddie Goldman. I, I, it, first of all, I'm surprised at the retirement because he's only 28 years old and he's right in his prime. So I, I was confused by that. He's still playing at a really high level, but man, like, I don't understand what in the hell is going on in Eddie Goldman's world and, and what the hell is going on? Like, it, what do you make of this, Tyler? <laughs> I don't know what to, what to think about it.
1: You know. I'm not sure. Like, he signs signs a contract with them. He's still young. He's still decent. I never thought he was fantastic by any means. No, he's
0: playing at a decently high level, at a high enough level to to make him a a viable starter. I mean, he did provide some stability, uh, especially for the Falcons.
1: He did provide stability
0: in that interior offensive line.
1: So here's a question, and I, I don't, and I don't know the answer to this, and maybe you do off the top of your head. Um, the question one is: Do retirements um affect the um compensatory draft pick formula? I don't know. Because a- it, if it does, I mean, this would feel like a very weird Bill Belichicky, sketchy type move of, hey, I know you're going to retire, but sign with us, so you can affect our compensary picks. I mean that could very well be- <laughs> Yeah I, actually, I, I don't mean, know if the if, if the counts or not but that'd be that'd be that'd be, that'd be like one of those like nice little sketchy moves.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how much it would be worth. To be perfectly honest with you, Eddie I, Gold I
1: don't you know, I don't, I really don't you think I would being that my favorite team usually benefits the most from compensatory picks. Oh yeah. Um I don't know exactly like um, what their formula consists of is because, like, I know when you when you lose players to free agency, it, it goes into the formula. I don't, I don't know if they look at like because it's, it's hard to look at stats because stats are they're, they're kind of a, objective in a way, right? But right. They might they, they gotta look at maybe like cap hit, maybe or um like percentage. I I don't know. Yeah. really I don't know enough about it to know exactly how it works.
0: I would have to find out how that, how that works. I'm interested in how it works. Yeah. Now, now we've got to find out, but the fact of the matter is, is Eddie Goldman retiring? I mean, that isn't that just like, you know, one of those kick in the crotch type of things that the Falcons just endure like lately, especially recently, they have been, I mean, just getting walloped by these types of situations. I mean, like, it's it's bad. They they have had the the worst run of luck. Guys retiring. You got guys getting in trouble for gambling. I mean, <laughs> it's, am I am I wrong? I just feel like they they've experienced some really bad times.
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's been terrible. Like, it's it's no wonder some of their um top players have just said I'm done. Right.
0: <laughs> they just leave. <laughs> Fuck this. I'm out. Just a a weird weird situation.
1: Yeah. Poor Matt Ryan. Like. Th- Matt Ryan's like to the Falcons is like Calvin Johnson or Barry Sanders. Like, dude deserves multiple Super Bowls in in his and he's had a chance for one. And his coach says, "No, oh, we're just gonna play it easy in the Super Bowl and let the big Patriots come back." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and they never gave him a defense. Like, they're 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 kind of the the anti-Packers. Like, they, he always had the offensive weapons, and Falcons' offense was great every year. No one can doubt that. Oh yeah, but every year he was playing against like having to put up 35 points just to maybe win games.
0: Yep. I mean, they, they have they, for years, we, we talked about how great the Falcons offense was. I mean, I, I feel like it's been since like 2009, we've, we've talked about how great the offense is and with the, the Falcons. And, and they've had
1: such an amazing changing of the guard at receivers through that process. Um, oh, yeah. even with, I and mean, even with the Calvin Ridley stuff going on right now, um, drafting Ridley was, the perfect next changing of the guard receiver for them. He, he was good until he, until he had his mental issue going on. Right. But and you um, had and Calvin, Calvin Ridley before, and then from Julio and Julio from Roddy white. Yep. And, and really they,
0: they, they drafted Drake London, which could be a blessing in disguise in this whole thing. I mean, you still have Calvin Ridley who will be suspended for this year. Once he returns, Drake London's still going to be with the team, you know, and, and additionally, Maybe Drake London is that guy where where they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go from now Calvin to Drake London, and and they're, they're kind of hoping for that that equal trade of the guard or that um, changing of the guard situation. I I'm one that believes that that Drake London. I I do think he could be something special over there. I don't know how special he's going to be with Marcus Mariota, but the Falcons have had just a a rough go. And I just I feel like it's like self inflicted inflicted wounds at this point. They're they're they do these things and and ignore the defense, and they've done it for a decade. They they focused all offense and they ignored the defense. And the one year that that it actually went their way, they went to the Super Bowl, and and that was about it. And I mean, beyond that, they've they've had some really heavy down years in the years after that, you know, very, it's very giants. Like there are times when Eli Manning would go 12 wins and then the next year he was six and 10. So, I mean, with the, with the giants. So I, I feel like, like I said, the the Falcons are have these self-inflicted wounds to the point where right now guys are just like, yeah, fuck this place. I'm, I'm not playing here. And, and that's what I think went on with Eddie Goldman here. I I think he, he went out, he wanted to play and then was like, "Ah, I think I just signed in the wrong place. I don't want to be here. So that's kind of where we're at. Uh, but Eddie Goldman retired. Also um, around the league, the Cleveland Browns. So uh, first, we'll, we'll talk about the lesser news. They go out and place the third-round rookie receiver, David Bell, on the pup list with a foot injury. So that happened. Uh, David Bell was set to be the number three receiver over there behind um, Amari Cooper and People's jo- Donovan Peoples-Jones. But uh, he's on the pup list. Do you think this affects the uh, the Browns in a, in a way? I like David Bell out of Purdue. There, I thought he was a really solid receiver. What's say Yeah, your-
1: he's he's not bad. Browns have a weird, weirdly good depth at receiver, and a lot of guys that we're not really talking about because I I think this is the season where because uh, they they lost Landry, which I believe I still believe Landry's a hit. But I I, I hold even with Cooper, I wholeheartedly believe that Donovan Peoples Jones is going to be a uh, Hell, hell, of a receiver there.
0: Yeah. People's Jones has shown the flashes in the pan or, or, you know, big, big flashes there. Uh, you know, we, we want to make sure he's not just a fla- just a flash in the pan, but uh, is what I meant to say, but uh, you know, I David Bell yeah, to me, I thought he's going to be a really good number two receiver at some point in time. Uh, I don't know that Amari Cooper is Jarvis Landry. I mean, Amari Cooper has had a down year here. Uh, he's coming off
1: the down year with Dallas and, and. Yeah, that that might be where we differ a little bit cuz I I don't think Jarvis Landry is, is Amari Cooper.
0: You know, and Amari Cooper,
1: you know, he I think Amari Cooper kind of overstays his welcome in certain
0: spots and he gets a little too comfortable.
1: Uh, cuz Landry but, hasn't broke a thousand since 2019.
0: And we, we saw it with the Raiders where where Amari Cooper was the big thing that came out and he he was there for, you know, 4 years and 4 or 5 years and and for the first two, he was just amazing, and everybody was, you know, screaming from the mountaintops how great Amari Cooper was. And then he kind of slumped near the end of his tenure there, and then he got traded to Dallas, and he was red hot again, right, mm-hmm. for two years. And then he started slumping again, and Jerry Jones said, hey, get the uh, hell out of here.
1: And I'm not even sure I'd really call it much of a slump, is like, um, the, there's just a lot of tar- targets and mouths to feed because because once Lamb came in and, and Lamb's a very good receiver and I still think Cooper's a very good receiver. They, it's hard to have two thousand yard receivers, especially when you're trying to also feed Zeke.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and now he got traded off to, you know, Cleveland and he's going to have a, a situation with Deshaun Watson uh, and and we'll see if Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, we we still haven't gotten the details of the suspension. Rumor has it it's going to be about eight games, but we we don't know. Um, and and that eight games is gonna be the max. So we don't know how that's gonna work out for the Browns, but uh, one one thing that they did to to try and fix it is they went and signed an all-star quarterback, Tyler. And uh, <laughs> the Browns, they signed our uh, <laughs> our least valuable player from <sighs> twenty season. Josh Rosen and the 2019 season. I think he was a two-year-in-a-row guy, wasn't he? Uh,
1: maybe I. <laughs> uh, so Josh. Uh, Josh Rosen. I, signed I have him. a migraine now.
0: Why does fan have a job?
1: I don't. I don't know.
0: It's kind of like when Nate Peterman got signed, and we were like, "What the hell is happening?"
1: <laughs> this could be worse.
0: It could yeah, it could be worse than Josh Rosen?
1: No, I I think Josh Rosen might be worse than Nate Peterman. You think so? I I do. I do. <laughs> I mean, do I, do mean? dare so, I dare I look up fucking stats on this? Oh god. I, I Rosen's mean, best season was his rookie season, in which he had two twenty two hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, and fourteen interceptions. It's thirteen compared, games.
0: It's comparing a giant douche and a turd sandwich. Really, I you know that's that's kind of the old South Park adage there. It's, it's bad. It's fucking bad, man. So that that happened. That was a thing. Um, we both saw it and laughed out loud when we saw it, and everybody face palmed. Uh, Alex Steele, Andrew Steele, Ray Collins. Of you, and me. We were all laughing and just face palming the whole time. Horrible, horrible. Um, now, we we did have some stuff go on with the, the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got some trouble in paradise over there. We know that they've lost some weapons and they're trying to, you know, put it all back together with guys like Sky Moore and, and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and all this stuff. But now we're having some trouble with their offensive line. First and foremost, the Chiefs offensive lineman, Mitchell Schwartz, reti- retired after nine seasons. Uh, you know – Mitchell Schwartz is a good player for a while he did start out you know a little rough and then kind of came on and turned himself into a really good offensive lineman for them a starter over there so the Chiefs go out and lose a starter and then on top of it offensive tackle Orlando Brown didn't agree to terms on on an extension with the team he could be a holdout uh, Andy Reid says he's unsure if Brown will show up at camp I mean this is these are two players for the Chiefs, that are key players to their offensive line. How important is it that they strike a deal with Orlando Brown to get him on the field?
1: Well, it's not even just important because of getting on the field. It's important because they gave up so much to get him there.
0: Oh, yeah, they did. They, they sold the farm a little bit to go and get
1: him. <laughs> they gave up the first-round pick plus at, at, to the Ravens. Like, no, there, there isn't enough. They, they need to. They, they have to. Right.
0: I agree. I don't know that the Chiefs, you know, I I have to look at their cap space situation, but things, you know, when it comes to giving him an extension, things have got to be a little tight here. You know, as far as, as the salary cap goes, it has to be because of the Mahomes stuff. And you know, that it's one of the reasons why they let Tyreek Hill walk out the door. I mean, it's it, it, we got some trouble on that offensive line. That was so good last year. That line was tremendous last year, especially with with Creed Humphrey being the best center in the league last season and, and a rookie of the year. I, I you know, at least a rookie of the year on on here the, the outside blitz rookie of the year. I mean it, it. I think it's it's worth noting that that we got some trouble in paradise for the old Chiefs here, and and they're really going to have to uh, you know figure out some things on that offensive line, especially for Patrick Mahomes' sake for that. That five hundred million dollar quarterback that they signed a couple years back, I mean it's it's going to be a little uh, it's going to be a little tough for the Chiefs. Uh, we also had some stuff going on with the Bucks. The Buccaneers go ahead and sign the former Vikings and Giants tight end Kyle Rudolph to a one year deal. This comes on the heels of Rob Gronkowski retiring. You know, I got to be honest. If I'm a Bucs fan, I love this signing. Absolutely love it. Because Go Kyle Rudolph is a great pass catcher. He's got great hands. Is he up there in age? Yeah, he's 34 years old, I believe. But him and Cameron Brate, I think, really are going to complement each other nicely. And I really think that Tom Brady and him are going to develop a solid rapport together over there in Tampa Bay. Don't you?
1: I do. And, and I was going to say, like, I, um, I don't think anyone should expect Kyle Rudolph to be a twelve hundred yard no guy. I but I but I but I think but you hit you hit the nail on the head. I Cameron Brait's gonna be heavily involved and likely will have more yards than Rudolph but I think Brait and Rudolph together is could have a have a very uh historical uh r- similarity to uh a young Gronk and a Hernandez combo.
0: Right. And that's kind of what I think they're aiming for, especially with the the loss of Antonio Brown and and you know they're they're trying to create as many weapons as humanly possible. You got a you know, new head coach over there, so I mean, and, and he was their offensive coordinator. So I, you know, this is going to be a, a a pretty wild one. I think. I think Byron Leftwich is is kind of seeing, huh? You know, I I can do that dual tight end set, and when you have a guy like Kyle Rudolph with who has Arguably some of the best hands in the league. Uh, you know, I, I really believe that this is a great signing. And, and really the best thing for Kyle Rudolph was getting the hell out of the New York Giants organization. So he goes to a really great situation. I really think the Bucks are kind of poised right now to start heading toward, you know, a potential uh, uh, Super Bowl contention here uh, in the upcoming season. This, this is going to be uh, really fun to watch. Also, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they had center Rodney Huntson inform the team that he will not be retiring. He is going to return for the 2022-23 season, which I think really bodes well for the Cardinals, especially considering they also went out and they extended Kyler Murray. This was the big news. Five years, $230.5 million. That's 46.1 per year. You know, this was a really... Uh, a lot of people see the dollar amount and go, oh, God, that's a lot of money. You know what? Given the
1: market, that is a really reasonable deal. See, I don't and, – and I I, will, I like Kyler Murray better than most. Right. I, I don't like it being the second highest paid, though. I don't like it being above Josh Allen. I don't like it being above Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, it's well, not above Mahomes. It's above Rodgers.
0: Here's the thing, you know, every year we, we go into like the new season and because the market dictates it, you know, we always see a guy that doesn't deserve the amount of money that that he's getting get paid that amount of money. You, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, we saw it and, and a lot of it, like I said, is just based on the market. I, I don't agree with the idea of of Kyler Murray getting paid the second highest in the league, but I guarantee you we're going to wind up going into the 2023 offseason and you're going to see a, a few guys that, in in my opinion, aren't worth that amount, go ahead and get 48, 49. Uh, we saw it years ago, and and that that was the thing. Like We saw it years ago, and I understand why it happened, because Joe Flacco, when he when the Ravens went out and won the Super Bowl, Joe Flacco got paid the bag, you know? And, and he had
1: waited. Flacco did the move where he, there was a contract on the table, one that was reasonable, and, and Flacco wanted one more season to so see what he could do, and... Ravens let him do it, and they ended up paying for it. And
0: but but is Joe Flacco was he worth the amount of money at that time? Absolutely not.
1: No, Ab- like highest paid. No, like at the time, I I would have agreed. Um, top top five, top six, seven, based on what had happened that season. It was, it was a very good season, but yeah. top one for sure. I, I would agree with you,
0: right? And and that's the point I'm making here is that you know you always see some quarterback that is good or maybe not great go out and get paid the bag they always get paid that big money yeah and and then it's like well shit you know what you know that, i didn't deserve that money but because of the market that's kind of where we're at
1: and you had to lock them in yeah especially with them because i even though i was wrong on my prediction of them going to the super bowl um i was the closest to being right about their breakout season their the last season was their breakout season
0: Yep, and and it, we want. I want to see how things go in this upcoming year with the the slight changes that they've made and the receiver changes, and it, it's going to be something to behold. I want to see if Kyler Murray lives up to the expectation.
1: But, but yeah, you know, one way to kind of segue this though, because um, and I know it's not in your news, but it's something that's come up in the last couple of weeks that's worth talking about, and it, it's kind of relevant to this too. Mm-hmm. Is um. With Kyler Murray signing a contract to be the second highest paid quarterback, all eyes are on Lamar Jackson. Yep. That's the last major one that needs to happen. You
0: know he's going to get signed to a monster deal. We talked about this a few, years, a few, day, a few weeks ago. We and, know. Yeah,
1: might- and, and here we are. Um, we went, because the, the, the tune has changed now, too. Lamar Jackson's come out saying that he fully expects to have a contract settled by the beginning of week one.
0: And that might very well be the case.
1: Which is a completely change of tune from where he was last time we, we discussed this. So um, he said he's not going to hold out. I mean, players say it all the time, so like he, he co- still so could. I doubt he does.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, but, I, um, I doubt that. It really comes into play about what Lamar wants to do. Is he Is he looking to break the bank? Or is he looking to to um still break the bank but be reasonable? Because if he's looking to break the bank, I mean, Kyler Murray's contract basically states that Lamar Jackson should get if you're if we're using the, that as the baseline, he should get paid more than Kyler Murray, less than Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, I could I could see that.
1: If we're yep. using those who's a base, but then, but then obviously you got like um Josh Allen out there who I, I would say Lamar should get paid less than you got but then you got Dak who should, he should get paid more like the the market's so wild right now, it's 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 a clusterfuck. Yeah. I agree. If you're using Josh Allen and um Dak as your base, it's a different conversation. But the same kind of piece. So, so it really depends on what Lamar wants to do here. Either way, I I think we're talking about a guy that's getting north of 40.
0: I, I think, he, well, he's definitely getting north of 40. I, I would argue probably you're going to see Lamar because Lamar is the, the superior player. Whether whether anybody wants to admit that or not, There's I know there's a lot of people out there, you know, Homerism runs wild. And I know there's a lot of Cardinal fans out there. No, Kyler Murray's better. No, no, no. And
1: the superior- I'm on the Josh Allen train, but there's still an argument to be made that, that Lamar's worth more than Josh Allen.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's there's an argument for it. I, I'm, I'm on the Josh Allen train. Me too. I, I think, Josh But
1: I, I look at it from the standpoint of, like, people are locked on this Lamar got hurt thing. And, yeah, it, but it was a minor injury. But let's, let's not forget the fact that they were the number one seed and Lamar was on MVP watch before he got hurt. Right. And they lost every game after he went down. Yeah. So there is yep. no question about the importance of Lamar. As good as Tyler Huntley did, he didn't win.
0: Exactly. I—, and- I-
1: I, I think you can't blame, and you can't blame it on the and the injuries of the rest of the team because Lamar got it done with the same injuries.
0: Yep. I think Lamar's gonna get the bag. Um, but but at the end of the day, you know, I think he'll get a bag, but I, I think it's gonna be it could be elsewhere. He could, you know, be because the Ravens, I don't know that they're gonna offer him. The Ravens seem to be still trying to nickel and dime him, nickel and dime him a little bit. But we'll we'll see how that works out. I really believe though that this Kyler Murray deal, this forty-six and a half. Um, it's one of those market dictating type situations. And, and I, I really don't think that you're, when you go into next season, I don't think you're going to see him making the second most. I, I, frankly, I don't think, I think there may be two or three players that wind up getting extensions that'll be higher than Kyler Murray's. Um, and you might see that happen. So it, it'll be interesting to to see how it, it pans out. Um, And also around the league here, we've got, speaking of quarterbacks, you've got the 49ers have granted Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade. You know, it's kind of late. I know it happened within the last two days that they, they, uh, um, they, they said that this was okay for him to do. But here we are. We thought it would be much earlier. We thought a trade would happen much earlier. There are teams that are out there that are still quarterback needy. But I don't know that. Like, for example, the, I don't think the Seahawks are are in the discussion.
1: No, because yeah. um, for one, you're not going to trade to a division rival. Two, I, I they're more than a quarterback away from doing anything.
0: Right. So I I, I think that that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I don't know where he's going to go, but there are going to be there is going to be a team out there that's going to make the move to snatch him up, and uh, they're going to have to pay a pretty penny for him. You know, whether or not. Anybody wants to realize it, I think that's why San Francisco was kind of holding out and letting the market dry up a little bit, so that he is, you know, they're the last rodeo in town here, you sure. know. And it might work out for him. I they they're going to have a quarterback injury inevitably. Somebody's going to get hurt, and somebody is going to overpay for Jimmy Garoppolo for a one year rental. You're going to see it happen, and and I think that's kind of the, uh, I think that's kind of the the Forty ers mindset here, don't you think? I agree. Yeah, I I think that's kind of what they're doing. Because I I think there's an understanding that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't worth a lot. You know, as far as being quarterback goes, he's not worth that much. Let's be real. But at the same time, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, if he's the last quarterback in town and you have the choice between say, oh, hey, I'm going to start Geno Smith versus, hey, I'm going to start Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm taking Garoppolo 10 times out of 10. Of course. You know, so maybe that's just that's just me. Um, next up, we also had uh, the Patriots. They traded wide receiver Nikhil Harry to the Bears for a 2024 7th round pick. Nikhil Harry, we, we had him. He was a first round guy um, a few years back. We, we knew that, that he was going to be a first round guy. Um, man, uh, this guy has been a bust deluxe. And I, I'm blown away by the fact that, that he just has not performed the way that anybody thought. You know, that we we when anybody thought he was going to perform like and Nikhil Harry with the Patriots. Uh he gets traded. What do you make of this move?
1: He got he got traded for nothing too. I Oh yeah. I've never been a big fan of Nikhil Harry. I don't I know people were trying to rave on him saying he's gonna be some big thing. I just I never bought into it. I never did.
0: No, I, I never bought into Nikhil Harry either. Um there were there were very few receivers that were from that draft class that really Blew me away, um, Nikhil Harry especially. I and and Hollywood Brown was a guy that that you know I know that that uh, we were excited about you know and he turned out to be you know a big giant ass bust. But I uh, I don't Who? know Hollywood. He turned out to be a bust and, and I
1: wouldn't say that.
0: I'm not sold on Hollywood. I've never been sold on. Hollywood. He's a
1: big he's a big deep threat guy. I mean he's still he's still Walmart Tory Smith, but. <laughs>
0: Is that what we're calling him? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, but yeah, Nikhil Harry gets traded for next to nothing. The Patriots, they wind up with a bust in the situation. Um, and and they walk out with a seventh round pick uh, for a first round guy. Kind of a wild thing. Um, and then we also had two more retirements. We had we had offensive lineman Richie Incognito retire after 13 seasons. Uh, you know, this one, uh, you know, I, I was never a big incognito guy. Never a big fan of him. He was a great player, but but as a person and as a leader, yeah, I'm not a fan. And, he, you know, the bullying thing that happened in Miami, um, yeah, no, not a big fan of Richie Incognito. He retires after 13 seasons. The one that I am uh, uh, more impressed with or, or focused on would be the retirement of Jason McCourty after 13 seasons, uh, the defensive back, Super Bowl winner. Um, yeah, McCourty retires. Uh, this one had to hurt for the Patriots, don't you think?
1: Oh yeah, I and mean, they they've been defensive reliant for a while now, and 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 here we are. They lose a, a big piece of that.
0: Yeah, I think I think um, that McCourty is is the kind of player that that was a game changer for them, especially as as uh, you know when he played whether he played corner whether he played defensive back, anything of the sort. Yeah, he he was a game changer. So I I'm I'm kind of It sucks to see him go, but at the same time, it's the Patriots, and we hate the Patriots. So (laughs) it's one of those things where it's like, eh, that's okay. I'll deal with it. So, um, But McCourty, uh, he retires after 13 seasons, and that's our news around the league. I I mean, not a lot going on right now, but don't worry. We have plenty of content for you uh, coming up after the break. So, Tyler, after the break, we're going to go through our season predictions. Um, we're going to go over it and uh, we're going to find out who our Super Bowl winners are going to be, our, our predicted Super Bowl winners. So, I are like you like it? Are you fired up?
1: This is going to be interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, with that, uh, Tyler, let's take a quick break and um, we'll get a word from our, our sponsor and then we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage. You get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? Get ready, yo! Get ready!
1: And welcome back to the Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Tyler Dean. Boo, boo that man! Wow, still booing me. <laughs> yeah. You haven't yeah, seen my face, and age is still booing me. It's so, so sad.
0: Yeah, gonna boo you, just because just I can. But I'm your host, the uh, ten- uh, I was about to call myself the tenacious titillating Scotty.
1: <laughs> the tenacious titillating <laughs> Scotty Freytown.
0: I'm your host, the fabulous Scotty Freytown. And uh, Tyler, we do we got our uh, playoff predictors hanging around here. Uh, we are uh, pretty fired up about it. I I've, uh, this is an episode that we look forward to. Um, every year, every year I, I get excited about this because uh, we, we get an idea of who our Super Bowl guys are going to wind up being, in our opinion, <clears throat> anyhow. So, Tyler, I want to start with, with you. I want to I want to jump into yours first. Um, uh, we're going to start on the AFC North. So we're going to start right in your backyard there with the AFC North. Um, so I wanted to, to jump into that with you and, and see where we're at. So based on uh the playoff predictor and and we, you know this is a great website by the way playoffpredictors.com uh you know what do you think is going to go on within your division because somehow I think you and I are going to be kind of on the same page in this one
1: <sighs> Just for starters the afc's shit show um a, we're talking like a matter of two games could have you being like a number one seed or not in the playoffs. Right. This is going to be a nightmare, but where I have the AFC shaping up is I have, I, the AFC North is in a predicament to where they have as a collective, one of the easiest schedules this year.
0: Right. I agree.
1: Um. So I, uh, I have the Ravens taking the division at 13 and four the Bengals right behind them at 12 and five. Okay. The Browns at 10 and seven. Uh Uh-huh. And the Steelers at six and 11.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) That sounds about right. Um, I'm, I'm with you there. I I think, uh, so in the North, I've got the Ravens winning division, uh, 13 and four. I I really do believe that, that, um, they're going to have a bounce back year, um, the injury bug really bit you guys hard last year, and and that was the kind of the the telling thing. Uh, the Ravens will wind up thirteen and four, uh, and and they'll they'll take that division. And then right behind them, it's still going to be competitive division because the Bengals are going to be twelve and five, and and I really believe that the Bengals, uh, you know, they're not going anywhere. That team is improved on last year, and they won the division, and they look damn good. Uh, I just don't know that Bengals the Bengals can sustain. The success particularly on the defensive side of the ball in their secondary I don't know that they can sustain that level of success with guys like Eli Apple back there I still have questions and then the questions about Jesse Bates who hasn't signed a deal so you know there are, are questions in, in Bengal land whether people want to acknowledge it or not um, so I'm, I'm going with Ravens then Bengals and then missing the playoffs I'm gonna go with the Browns uh, going at nine and eight uh, the Browns you know, they, they, uh, I think people aren't putting enough stock in the fact that Deshaun Watson is going to be out. I understand that they have a, an explosive run game. Yeah.
1: I, I based this on a, a four game suspension.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, they, they say four. Some people have been saying eight, you know, but if Deshaun Watson is not in, in this thing, I mean, I, I've got him going nine and eight and being third in that division. Um, I mean, it's just going to be ugly. And then I've got the Steelers going 5-12. and 12. I, It's a new team, essentially, new quarterback. Uh, they, they're going to have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we don't know if Mitch is going to start. We, you know, we don't know if they're going to start the Rook. We, we just don't know. No, it'll be a Mitch.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. <clears throat> so but we're not incredibly far off.
0: No, we're not. Uh, and and I really do believe in the two teams in that division that will make the playoffs there. I got Ravens and Bengals. Both I do playoffs. have
1: Ravens and Bengals in the playoffs, yes.
0: So um, and but neither of them are getting we I
1: mean, I mean, I have to state that because I'm the way I have the AFC on where I have Bengals record is not a guarantee.
0: Yeah, I I have the Bengals record at 12 and five, but
1: which I do, too, which I have that tied with teams missing the playoffs.
0: To be clear, they are one game above the team just below them missing the playoffs. And we'll we'll talk about them in a minute here. But, um, you know, the. The Bengals right now are, 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 at least according to my playoff predictor, um, they're in the seventh seed. So that's that's something. That's something to think about. And there's there's a three-team tie at five, six, and seven. So interesting, uh, to say the least. Um, so there's that. Next up, we go to the AFC South. Uh, the South, you know, obviously a, a kind of a weak division. Um, there are... There are some things going on there that have been concerning. I've got the Colts winning this division. I've got, I got them going 14-3. And, um, and And I, I've got them, they're going to have the two seed this year. So, I mean, that's, that's something to, to talk about. Um, the next team in that division is, so, if you go down, and you really got to go down a little bit, the next team in there is the Tennessee Titans. 11 and 6. They missed the playoffs at the 8 seed. Think about that. <laughs> it's
1: <clears throat> This is just you wait, just you wait.
0: Think about that. Though, no, I mean like really think about that. That that I know. insanity. The fact that the Tennessee Titans are are missing the playoffs. <laughs> just 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 craziness. Um I I and and you're gonna you're gonna laugh at at what I've got going on here. Um, hang on one minute here. My my picture just just went off here. Um,
1: Get your shit together.
0: Yeah, I know. I gotta. So the next team, all the way down at the 14 spot in the AFC in the AFC South, uh, is the Houston Texans. I have them going two and 15. Hmm. Two and 15. Um, and then all the way at the very bottom. And I, I did it, and I, it, it happened every time, and it probably won't happen, but, you know, it happened every time. Owen and 17, Jacksonville Jaguars, all the way at the very bottom of the AFC. Interesting. Worst team in football.
1: Interesting.
0: That's where I, I have them lined up, um, the 0 and 17 Jacksonville Jaguars. Write that down.
1: I have a. I, it's, it's funny where this is going. So I have the Colts winning the division at 13 and 4. Yep. I have the Titans missing the playoffs by a hair at the eighth seed at 11 and 5.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, <laughs> 11 and 5? Yep. So they have a tie in there.
1: Nope. Let's. Oh, 11 and 6. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Okay. So we got them with. So we basically no, Actually, have,
1: no. I'm, I looked at it wrong. Twelve and five. Twelve and five.
0: Twelve and five. Okay. All right.
1: And then I had the Jaguars at three and twelve, and the Texans at one and fifteen. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> so we're not we're not that far off at this point in time, right now. I mean, both
1: both. No, of them, we're not.
0: So both <laughs> of them are pretty spot on. Um. <clears throat> so that's the AFC South. Going into the AFC East, now this one uh, is one that I'm I'm actually kind of excited about. Now the way the schedule fell for the AFC East,
1: oh my goodness! My, I'm sure we're talking about the same team here too.
0: Number but, one seed the ahead. AFC goes to the Buffalo Bills at 15 and two. I I just I'm looking at teams that are going to run into them, and I don't know why, but I think they're just going to start bulldozing people. I think it's coming. And, and the, the, they may have found the missing piece. And I don't know that they're going to acknowledge that they found the missing piece until about midway through the season. But James cook is going to be an X factor for those fucking guys. I I said it on the last show. I think he takes a starting job from Singletary. I think James cook is going to be like the second coming here of Thurman Thomas. He's just going to do some incredible things. Oh boy. Yeah. And, but down the line here, we've got another playoff team. <clears throat> that has narrowly missed the playoffs, really believe it or not we don't talk about it enough, but they've narrowly missed the playoffs for the last two seasons, and that team is the sixth seed in the Miami Dolphins. I got them going twelve and five The Miami Dolphins think about that I, I, and you know I, I like Jalen Waddle a lot. I think the addition of Tyreek Hill is going to going to change some things but They've made some really good offseason moves. I think their defense is dangerous as all hell right now. Um, I, I really think the Miami Dolphins are going to make the playoffs in a big way, and they're going to have themselves their best year that they've had in a long time. And then going down even further, missing the playoffs, and at the, the 11th spot in the AFC is the New England Patriots going nine and eight. That's. That's what we've got there. The Patriots going nine and eight and missing the playoffs uh for the second year out of three years. And then at the bottom, as per the huge, I mean there's there's nothing nothing new here. Uh the New York Jets, I got them going two and fifteen. Uh the, the schedule that they have is just That's brutal. Oh yeah. They get mauled. And and it's it, it, it's like it for, for Buffalo there's because their schedule is similar to the jets, but, but the, for Buffalo, it's like, we're the fucking Buffalo bills for the jets. It's like, man, the jets suck. And then they got to go <laughs> to the gauntlet there. So, I mean, like, like even the mediocre teams are, are, it's different for the bills playing them versus the jets playing them. So, I mean, that's why I think the jets are going to wind up so low in this, uh, in this whole situation. They're, they're going to, have a rough go, but that's my AFC East. Tyler, what do you got?
1: So we're getting a little off kilter here. For starters, we got the Bills going 14 and three.
0: Okay, so we're spot on there, really.
1: The Dolphins 12 and five and making the playoffs. That's what I got. So we're, we're right on. Then we have the Jets. Oh, at, wow. At four and 13. Oh God! And then last we have the Patriots and their free fall to hell at two and fifteen.
0: You think it's going to be that bad? I do. What what, what makes you think that that's going to be a free fall to hell over there?
1: Because the league knows that Mac Jones can't throw more than ten yards. Yeah. That, that could be – Because that's my, the moment that was realized, the Bills just ate them alive. Yeah.
0: Yep, that he has no arm strength.
1: Yeah, that that could and be – And their defense is falling apart, so Matt Jones doesn't have his security blanket anymore. And the fact that their schedule is hard as fuck.
0: Oh, yeah, they have a tough schedule. I still had him going 9-8 and eight because, you know, it is still Belichick. I, I, I just – I look at this whole thing and I go, mm, they, they could – they could pull this off and welcome and,
1: back to the 90s, New England Patriots. Yeah.
0: They, they, they're going back to nine and eight. I don't know that uh, I, I see it. I don't know that I'm gonna have them sinking as far as you've got them sinking, but <laughs> I, I could I could definitely see them missing the playoffs this year. I
1: didn't do it intentionally, just like, like, holy fuck, I have them losing all these games.
0: But this is where things get a little off-kilter, is the AFC West. Yeah. And Something happened that went against my bold predictions, went against one of your bold predictions. uh, And and, in this thing, and it really caught me off guard, but based on the schedule, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So at 13-4, and in the number three seed in the AFC, the Vegas Raiders win the division. Okay. Like, and, and think about that. I was like, oh, wait, what? And I, I said that I, I think that the Vegas Raiders will be improved, but not that much. And, but here they are, and in, in just me going through it, and they won the division. And I'm like, holy shit. Number two, you got the Chargers, the LA Chargers, 12-5. and five. They're the five seed in, in the AFC. So they, win, they get second place in the Wests, but it's Raiders-Chargers. And then we have a slight free fall um, at the nine spot in the AFC at 10 and seven, missing the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs going 10 and seven in, in the AFC West. And then just under them at nine and eight at the 12 spot is the Denver Broncos. I have them missing the playoffs, obviously, as well. So the two teams out of the West that make the playoffs are the Raiders and the Chargers. So, how my playoff standings look on the AFC side? You've got Bills, Colts, Raiders, Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins, Bengals. Kind of a different landscape than we've been seeing for the
1: last several years. It it is. It's it's quite the difference, and it's it's funny because I mean we're we're not incredibly far off here. No,
0: no. I we're we're looking at the. We're seeing the same things. I was just, uh, you know, you and I were talking for weeks. We've been talking up the Chargers, and and for me to go through that playoff schedule or that that week to week scheduler and see that that the Raiders actually had a better record than the Chargers was like, hey, wait a minute, what in the hell is happening? Um, it, it it made for an interesting thing. So, and with Devonte Adams being over there, I mean, the the Raiders. I don't know. It, it just it it panned out that way. And it was strange. I have a strange team on the NFC side too. I I just, maybe it's just me being a crazy person or something, but I mean, I was like, well, well, that just happened. So Tyler,
1: what do you have in the West? (laughs) In the West winning their division? I have the chargers at 15 and two. Is that the one seed? That is the one seed. No surprise. But then, I mean, not incredibly far from you, I have the Raiders also make the playoffs at 12 and 5.
0: And is that, would that be like a four seed,
1: five seed? It would be a six seed. The six seed? Okay. Yeah. And, but then from there, I have the Chiefs missing the playoffs at nine and 8. Mm-hmm. And then the Broncos also missing the playoffs at nine and 8.
0: Wow. They're going to get them tie in. I mean, yeah. it, I didn't have them that far off. I mean, I had 10 and 7 and 9 and 8. So, I mean, they, they were one one game off. But still, you know, the the West is is kind of the up-in-the-air up division right now. Um, you yeah. don't know what's yeah, going. and And last year, we saw the Raiders make the playoffs and the Chargers miss the playoffs. And you and I were sitting there uh, pissed drunk in Week 17 watching that and, and, mm-hmm. laughing, and laughing about how insane – that game became, you know, and all the, the missed field goals and the, the, the comeback from the Chargers, and, I mean, it was just wild. Um, so we, anything can happen, obviously, in that division. I'm excited for it. And, uh, yeah, so your, your, uh, your playoff rankings.
1: So for the AFC, I have number one seed is the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Two is the Bills. Yeah. Three is the Colts. Yeah. Four is the Ravens. Yeah. Five is Bengals. Okay. Six Raiders. Seven Dolphins.
0: So we we basically have the same teams in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, we're not far off.
0: Yeah. We have the same teams. They're just a few of them are are wiggled around a little bit, but we have the same teams making the playoffs. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) That's for how crazy AFC is. It's kind of wild because they there's a few teams that can very well make the playoffs, like the chiefs, the Broncos, the Titans, but we somehow picked the right. We both picked the same three to miss.
0: Yep. And, and really, if you think about it, depending on, on the suspension, the Browns are still in the discussion. Oh
1: yeah. No, yeah. The the Browns, the Browns too.
0: That um, Browns Browns are still in the discussion there. Um, now moving over to the NFC side and, uh, we'll start NFC North, just like we did in the, the, uh, in the, uh, AFC. So NFC North, we're, we're starting out. I have the Vikings taking that division at 12 and five. Um, I have them at the four seed in that situation. The rest of the division misses the playoffs. I have the green Bay Packers in the eight seed at seven and 10, the Detroit lions in the 10 seed also at seven and 10. And then I have the Chicago bears, the lowly Chicago bears, being the worst team in the NFC at one and sixteen, all the way down at, at the sixteen seed. Ouch. Yeah, um, I, I really do think that Aaron Rodgers. Even though it is Aaron Rodgers, I think that they they really didn't do themselves any favors getting a guy that um, they they traded up for Watkins or, or Watson rather, and and I don't think he's going to wind up being anything spectacular. Um, it is Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers are just in this weird zone where we're waiting for that free fall to start. And I'm hoping it's not going to be that that Seattle-type thing where it's going to linger. But, you know, I, I really do think that that the Packers are starting to say bye-bye to this this constantly making the playoffs, constantly going to the NFC Championship game. and And I think the Vikings right now are in a place where they're going to be on an upswing, and and it's an upswing that we didn't exactly expect. I think Kevin O'Connell changes a lot of things for this team, and it's going to be a pass-first offense. I think there's going to be a lot more creativity for that Vikings team. I think the Vikings take this division. And the Lions, at 7-10, and 10, that's an improvement for them, whether or not we want to admit it. But I do think it's a huge step forward. Uh, Jared Goff is going to be having a lot more weapons at his disposal. Jamison Williams. The,
1: the you know, defense could be a big question here.
0: Yep. And we're, we're going to be – that. that's the big thing. I think if they start changing that defense and start creating something uh, special on that side of the ball, because I think they have all the offensive pieces in place. If you look at that offense, that is a fucking loaded offense, whether or not anybody wants to acknowledge it. I mean, between DeAndre Swift – Jamal Williams. And then you you got you've got Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams, TJ Hawkinson, DJ Chark, DJ Chark. I mean, that is a loaded offense. And then they have one of the best offensive lines in football. They've got Frank Ragnow at center, who's one of the best centers in the league. So I mean, like, I, I just I'm looking at that offense going, huh, that Lions offense is dangerous. And then if you look at at this the defensive side of the ball, they don't have Dick on the defensive side of the football. But the Lions are improving in this, in this upcoming season. If they get a defense, suddenly the Lions are viable. Suddenly the Lions look like a team that could make the playoffs for the long term. It's, they're, they're building something there, and a lot, a lot of people are putting stock in it. But I see it, and I see them move up to the 10 seed. They're three spots out of making the playoffs here. So something to think about. That's because last year, they were like 14 or 15.
1: So ballsy place,
0: yeah, something to think about. Tyler, ballsy. what you got for the
1: north? For the north, I have the Vikings in the division at twelve and five. Yep. Yeah. I have the Lions at second in the division. Oh wow! Making the playoffs at the seventh oh, seed ho,
0: ho, ho,
1: ho, ho, make at it. ten and seven.
0: At, at ten and seven, and and where do,
1: where do they? Where do they get here? I mean, are they the seven seed? Seven seed, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're right, right. They're right on the cusp. They're right in the bottom there. Wow. The, the thing is, is uh, also on top. you are seeing the offense is the defense. The offense is going to have to put a lot of work in for this to happen.
0: Oh yeah. But
1: Most... weirdly enough, the Lions' schedule is not that hard.
0: It's not. A, a, really, the NFC North schedule in general is. Yeah, that? both
1: both North divisions have a, have one of the easier schedules this year. Yep. Um, a lot needs to happen. They're gonna they're gonna need to finish games like um on, on like how they have in the past. But the Lions' schedule is favorable enough that the offense can do the work. This is not outrageous.
0: It's not as long as the offense
1: because you get, had not you have not at seven wins. We're, we're only talking a couple game buffer here.
0: Right, right. If as long as the offense can play at that high level, if you get if you have an explosion out of Jamison Williams that is like Moss worthy.
1: You might be have, talking about a ten and seventeen there, and really? you still and you still got Saint Brown, who's who I think is going to blow up this year, and, and, yeah, and I, then you got DJ Chark, then you got Swift, and you got like you we're just saying you got Hawk. Golf does well with this type of team.
0: Yeah, this is this is a team that's built specifically for a guy like Jared Goff. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild, man.
1: <laughs> uh, then I have just missing the playoffs at nine and eight is the Packers.
0: Yeah. I, I think everybody is seeing this downturn. I think everybody's, you know, and everybody always says, oh, don't discount Aaron Rodgers. And to a, a point, you know, to an extent, I, I understand that. I think they're 110% correct. Then on the other end, I'm like, man, that guy doesn't have a whole lot of weapons over there. And that defense doesn't look like, the, like it used to. And, oh, man, I don't know. There's, there's questions. There's questions about about Green Bay. You lose Devontae Adams and you're going to replace him with Christian Watson, and I'm supposed to be like, oh, yeah,
1: this is great. Or nope. Lazard, or, yeah. yeah. No. They're going to they're gonna have a good season, but it's not going to get them in. No. Nope. It's going to then be last, but actually least, at the, <laughs> la- the 16th seed in the NFC is Duh Bears.
0: Yep. You and I have the same 14 same team uh sitting on the bottom of the NFC. I you know, they, they Well, they, I
1: haven't tied. There's a four team tie for the worst team in the NFC. So Yeah, I, the have, right. I have
0: two team tie technically speaking. But but I just I see the Bears, you know, we I I didn't talk about them a whole lot, but but Justin Fields has nothing over there. And then they gave away their defense. They did. They gave away Khalil Mack. They have no secondary. The, their number one receiver over there is Darnell Mooney. Uh they they have Dick for tight ends. They they have David Montgomery. Poor David. David Montgomery's over there. Just, I mean, he's got to be feening to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> they they lost Eddie Goldman. They lost Akeem Hicks. I mean, they Ryan Poles went out and sold Khalil Mack for next to nothing. I, I it's just, it's one of those things where I'm like, it it is a sinking ship, and all the rats are going just swimming away from it, and <laughs> I don't blame them. Uh, yeah, Chicago is is going to be a dumpster fire for a while, and uh, that it started last year, and now it's going to get even worse. Just when we thought it couldn't get worse, it's about to get worse for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, Bears <laughs> are. <laughs> I mean, even if Fields has has himself a, a year where he turns things around a bit, he, the team itself is just.
0: I don't think he can. That's the thing. Like, like you don't have anything there. There is nothing there. It's Darnell Mooney, and that's it. Like, and and, and we, I'm
1: just saying, the sense of if, if, if even if Fields, like he, like training camp preseason, offseason, like he, like he becomes a better player, there's not enough there for, for it to really matter.
0: Yeah, there, there's not. It's, it's a mess right now. That whole thing is a mess. That whole situation is just a, a shit show. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think Bears, bottom of the division. <laughs> <laughs> 16 seed, bottom of the conference. They're they're no it's gonna be a hard no. Uh, moving on to the NFC South. Uh, so this one is it comes as no surprise, but at the same time, it's worth mentioning. Number one seed, winner of the NFC South, no brainer. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Tom Brady. I got them going 14 and two with the old Tom there. Um, I I just think that's that is without a doubt something that's going to happen. Uh, next up, going into the South, I've got uh, the old Carolina Panthers, six and eleven. They're going to the eleven. They're the uh, eleven seed. They will not make the playoffs. They are. They are not going to make it. Um, got the Saints, number three in that division, number twelve in the conference, uh, four and thirteen. I don't buy the Saints as much as everybody else is. I think they're. You know, they're not going to have Kamara on the field. Michael Thomas is hurt still. Uh, a lot of problems on the defensive side of the football. They're losing defensive players, but not actually replacing them with high-end players. I have questions. The Saints going four and thirteen, and then you go to the Falcons, and uh, the Falcons are going to wind up in dead last in the division, fourteenth in the conference. They're going to go two and fifteen this upcoming season. So the only one making the the playoffs in the NFC South will be the Bucks, and then and the, they'll be the number one seed at fourteen and two.
1: Wow, I mean we're who's your who's the second team in the, in that division?
0: all the way down at the 11 seed, the Carolina Panthers being six and
1: eleven <laughs> this is this is great this is this is great um so i, I, I have the I have the bucks at, win the division at 13 and four mm-hmm. then we take a tumble okay. down to the saints going five and twelve. <laughs> so we're in the same boat here. <laughs> also the Panthers going 5 and 12 and the yep. Falcons at the bottom of the barrel at 2 and 15.
0: Yep, yep, that's about where I had it. Every-
1: also I lied about the Bears being the worst team in the, in the conference. I, I do have a team that it's actually number 16 seed, but Bears okay. are 15.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I, I but, think I know who that team is and I'm excited to talk
1: about. It. <laughs> I do think um, I know who team is. <laughs> But uh but no, the AFC the NFC South is going to be the most one-sided division by a landslide this season.
0: Oh yeah, it's Buccaneers and everybody else. Yes, that's that's all it is. It's the Bucs and everybody else. You I mean,
1: you you could have the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons um, create a super team to face the Bucs anytime one of them has to face them, and we're still in the same boat.
0: Yep, yep. And I don't know why I said fourteen and two for the Bucs. It's fourteen and three for the Bucs. Um. So next up, we've got. Uh, The NFC East. Now, the NFC East is an interesting thing. Um, I didn't see this coming the way it happened. But it it fell this way. Uh, This is the weird one. With the number two seed. And it's not who you think, Tyler. It's the Dallas Cowboys at 14-3. and The two seed in the NFC. The Cowboys Mm -hmm. lined up there. Um, in the five seed, you wind up with the uh, in second place in the division, five in the conference. You've got the Philadelphia Eagles at fourteen and three. They actually tied, but the way things fall, the the Cowboys wound up with more W's there um, within the they everything. If, I don't I don't I don't know what the the, uh, the the tiebreaker is in that situation. They really they they had equal records. They split the division. Like they, they were equals in this entire thing, um, division
1: record two? What was that? So they they split games and their division records the same. Yep, split games. It's, division it's conference the same.
0: then. Conference is the same. They're both ten and two. Conference two. A conference two. So I don't know what the tiebreaker was there, um, but the way it laid it out, was oh,
1: it'd be like like opponents. So they must one of them must have lost to an AFC team that you had beaten one.
0: Yeah, something. But but they they're gonna be. Um, they could be interchangeable there. You might see the Eagles at the two seed and the Cowboys at the five seed. But either way, those two teams are going to be one and two in that division. And they're going to be in that spot in in, in, in the conference at the two and five seed. Um, so it, it might just be because of the fact that they were so equal. That, you know, hell, it might have been, been something. To say, oh, they're they're equal at everything. Well, alphabetical order. Yeah, (laughs) could have been as simple as that so you you might very well see the eagles at the two seed and the dallas cowboys at the five seed we don't know but but it that really depends on the league tiebreakers so just bear that in mind when i when i go over this but the cowboys were the strange one because i saw them at the two seed but now that i'm looking at it i'm like oh okay They're, they're everything was equal for them so that's likely how things went down um and then moving into the the rest of the division, at the ninth ninth in the conference, third place in the division, I got the Washington Commanders at seven and ten. Uh, I think Carson Wentz improves that team, but not enough to to get them where they need to go. I think a lot of people are way too excited about him. And then at the all the way down, last place in the division, thirteenth seed in the conference. We're talking about the New York Giants at four and thirteen. I you know Brian DeBall, everybody's excited about his coaching style and. His offensive mind, and I get that. But realistically, what it comes down to is Daniel Jones is not the guy that the Giants wanted him to be. They're going to go 4-13. I see them sitting around near the bottom of the conference.
1: So, I have the Eagles winning the division at 12-5. and five. Okay. I have the Cowboys right behind them at 10-7, and seven, also making the playoffs.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: So we're both on the same page. We both have both of them teams in. Yeah. <clears throat> then I have the Commanders at 7 and 10.
0: Yep. Yeah, we had them in the same spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think Wentz helps improve that team, but I Eagles and Cowboys are a bit too superior. Exactly. Then I have the Giants, 2 and 15.
0: Wow. That's, that's a painful one. You know the Giants, they they are bad. I don't know if they're they're two and fifteen bad. I mean, I, I think four and thirteen bad is about about right. But you know, either way, they still suck. You know, <laughs> even though they're in a, in a the world of suck. So I mean, that's that's what it is for the Giants. I, I think they're going to just ride the bottom there. Um, you know, the, yeah, the Cowboys and Eagles. I think I think are for sure going to make it. I think that everybody's really big on the Eagles right now. A lot of people have been predicting Jalen Hurts is going to, you know, leap forward by leaps and bounds in what he did last year, and and, and he already
1: looked pretty good last year.
0: Yeah, he looked good last year, uh, you know, but everybody thinks that he's gonna he's gonna leap forward and be the you know the second coming of Russ Wilson or something, and and I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if he's going to wind up being that guy, but um, <clears throat> we're going to find out just how how sustainable uh, his success is and and how sustainable that success is when he's so mobile. That he's just getting popped, you know. And I I, I want to see if he's going to start becoming more of a pocket passer. He's going to have to develop into that if he's going to last in this league long term. That's just, I mean, that's just how it's going to go for him.
1: Yeah, um, very much like like Josh Allens. I, I, I also think Josh Allen allows himself to get hit too much of that same way.
0: Yep, I agree. So I, I think that's where he's going to have to go. And as for the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys, um, they're still the Cowboys whether or not we we wanna say shit about him and I know we don't like Jerry Jones and we think he's an asshole and and but it's still Mike McCarthy, it's still Dak Prescott. I understand they lost to Mari Cooper, but I think Michael Gallup is going to be something special. And uh, as far as every everyone is saying, you know Ezekiel Elliott uh, by all reports right now is from from what everybody's saying, he's in the best shape of his life. And they expect him to to go deep into this season and and you know be the Zeke that we know, that we've seen early on in his career. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that could be a thing. And even then, Tony Pollard is, is something really special if Zeke can't be that guy. So, you know, we're going to find out about the Dallas Cowboys a little bit. We're going to find out, you know, if, if Dak Prescott can stay healthy. That's another big question mark. What's his health look like? So we, we, have, um, we have questions about the Cowboys. So I understand why you would have them flip-flopped. I have them around the same. I mean, the, like I said, they did they did everything equal. They did uh, then for me. They they did they were uh, exactly the same team. So that's how that turned out. And then we go over to the NFC West. And uh, in the West, we're looking at um, the the obvious one. I believe we got three teams from the West. By the way, making the playoffs here. I got the LA Rams at twelve and four. They're going to be at the three seed. Um, I I do think they regress a little bit, but it's not as much as as you know we we all believed um allen robinson you know he he's not robert woods can we can we agree on that oh for sure yeah so the rams 12 and 4 um going in the 3 seed and then um also making the playoffs these two teams are tied at 9 and 8 at the 6 and 7 seed it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers in second place in that division at 9-8. and eight. And then in the seventh seed, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals at 9-8. and eight. And the Niners actually are above the Cardinals because of the conference wins. The, the Niners are 9-3 nine and three in the conference. The Cardinals are 8-4 and four in the conference. So the, the Niners uh, wind up in the second place, Cardinals in third place, and then going all the way down to the 15th, best team in the conference, you're talking about the Seattle Seahawks at 1-16, tied with the Bears for dead last. Um, And I just, I think that the Seahawks are kind of a dumpster fire at this point. I just, they're not doing anything.
1: Every quarterback on the depth chart will start a game.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I agree with that. I think Pete Carroll's going to be looking for answers. He's old mother Hubbard and nothing's in the cupboard. That's (laughs) That's <laughs> so
1: I'm surprised at how your standings turned out in the NFC, in the West. Because so they're talking because Trey Lance will be the quarterback, right? Which means you're putting some confidence in Trey Lance here, which you haven't no, been.
0: I, well, here's the thing: I'm not putting a whole lot of confidence in Trey Lance per se. Um, I think I think he's going to kind of take everybody a little bit off guard. We, you know, we we've seen this before: guys come in and they're they're iffy quarterbacks, but they kind of catch everybody off guard. We saw it with guys like Kaepernick. But the other thing is is I, I, I'm more putting confidence in a really great defense from San Francisco, and I'm putting confidence in uh, Elijah Mitchell. I think Elijah Mitchell is something special, and he didn't get to play the full season last year. They're going to be utilizing Elijah Mitchell, and they're going to be utilizing Debo Samuel just as much as they did last year. Um and you add Elijah Mitchell into that mix and and if he avoids an injury bug, yeah, San Fran all day.
1: So here's where here's where we're at in this one. The Rams, 14 and 3, number one seed. Okay. The Cardinals, 13 and 4, right on right up with them.
0: 13 and 4.
1: I think the Cardinals make another stride and and really and really lock in because before, before Hopkins went down, the Cardinals were on on track to win that division. Yeah. I I think having Hopkins back um, and you, I, I believe you're upgrading from Rondale Moore to, to Hollywood.
0: And and let's also not forget Hopkins just don't forget this. Hopkins is out for the first six games of the yes.
1: season. And I think that's I think it's gonna be okay. I think they'll be able to get it get it done with with what they have. Yep. Yeah. Um, next, with a Trey Lance-driven team, but with a disgruntled dilo Samuel who's not going to play as well as he has last season because of that, I th- I have the Niners just on the outside going eight and nine, which yeah. realistically isn't far off from where you have them.
0: Yeah, I had them nine and eight. They they narrowly made it in.
1: And then, as a sixteen seed, matching your AFC one, <laughs> I have the Seahawks doing the over. Winless, winless Seahawks. Yikes! They have nothing going for them right now. You are going to have no, they really, have Lockett and Metcalf wanting the hell out of Seattle.
0: Yeah, oh yeah! Right now they are they are not living their best life. So. For me, the NFC pans out like this. Number one is Tampa Bay. Number two is Dallas. Number three is the Rams. Number four is the Vikings. Number five is Philadelphia. Number six is San Francisco. And number seven is Arizona. Tyler, what do you have for yours?
1: got the Rams at one. The Bucks at two. Eagles at three. Vikings at four. Cardinals at five. Cowboys at six. And the Lions at seven. So our one difference is, I have Lions where you have Niners.
0: Yep. Yep. So now, well, no, you you have Lions where uh, I have Cardinals, right? The seven. I have seed? Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I have but, Cardinals. The but team. I, but I, I mean, I, you have car, you have 49ers in the playoffs. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. don't have 49ers in the playoffs. Right. 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 Okay.
0: So, going into the bracket, <clears throat> it, it was shaping up kind of weird. I, I looked at, the, um, at how this uh, panned out. So, we have, you've got Chargers and Ravens at, in, on the AFC side. Dolphins and Raiders. And then you've got Bengals and Colts. And then on the NFC side, you've got Eagles and Vikings. Niners and Rams, which will be a great game. And the Cardinals and the Cowboys is how that shapes up. Okay. So I've got uh, the Chargers beating the the Ravens and moving on. You've got the Dolphins beating the Raiders and moving on. And then you've got the uh, Colts beating the Bengals, eliminating them in the wild card. And then in the NFC side of things, you've got... The Vikings defeating the Eagles. I, I know that, that sounds crazy to a lot of folks, but I got Vikings beating the Eagles um, at that point. And then I've got the Rams beating the Niners and the Cowboys beating the Cardinals. So they move on to the um, they move on to the divisional round there. So because the Buffalo Bills were the number one seed. And the highest seed that moved on was the Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills move on to take on the Dolphins um, in the divisional round.
1: You mean the lowest seed to move on?
0: Yeah, the the lowest. They were the lowest seed to move on. Bills are one. Dolphins are six. So they were the lowest seed to move on. So the Dolphins go up against the Buffalo Bills. And then you're going to have the Colts taking on. They were the two seed taking on the five seed Chargers in the uh, divisional round. And you also have the Vikings who are the four seed taking on the one seed Bucks. And you've got the Cowboys, who are the two seed, taking on the number three seed Rams. So those are your, your that's your divisional round. Moving on in the AFC side, I've got the Bills beating the Dolphins. I've got the Chargers beating the Colts. And then on the NFC side, I got the Bucks beating the Vikings and the Rams beating the the Cowboys. So, in your conference championship rounds, it'll be Bills versus Chargers in the AFC. And on the NFC, you're looking at Bucks versus Rams. Got the Bucks beating the Rams. And I've got the Bills beating the Chargers. And in the Super Bowl, you're going to see Bills versus Bucks with the Buffalo Bills winning their first Super Bowl championship ever. Okay. So. Yeah. Conference. You have
1: bills over Bucks.
0: So, yeah, it'll be Bills over Bucks to win the, the Super Bowl. I've got, and, and in the conference championship games, I've got Bills and Chargers, which I think will be a hell of a game, and the Bucks and the Rams. So, and, and that'll be the rematch from last year, the Bucks and the Rams. And it'll be the number one seed Bills versus the number one seed Bucks with the Bills going to the Super Bowl, winning the, winning the Lombardi.
1: Okay, okay. I dig that. It'll be it'll be fun. So here's what we got over here. In wild card weekend on the AFC side, we have the Bengals at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Round three divisional game. And I I got the I got the Ravens going up here. Okay. I have the Raiders at the Colts. With the Raiders going up. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I have the Dolphins at the Bills. With the Bills going up. Okay. So on the NFC side, we have Cardinals at Vikings. With the Cardinals going up. (laughs) You're way too big on the Cardinals right now. Way too big on them. I have... The Lions, I'm sorry, I got, I got the, the Cowboys at the Eagles with the Eagles going up. Yeah,
0: I could see that happening.
1: I got the Lions at the Bucks with the Bucks going up. Yeah, I could see that as well. So, divisional round, we have Ravens at Bills with the Bills going up. Okay. Raiders at Chargers with the Chargers going up. Yeah. So that leads us to a Bills at Chargers Showdown in the AFC Championship.
0: There you go. I can dig that.
1: With the Chargers going up.
0: Okay. Chargers in the bowl. On the and NFC you, side. You and I have the same. Same game. The same game in the conference championship. It's,
1: but I believe um, you have the Bills at home.
0: Yeah, I got the Bills at home. Yeah.
1: Because you have Chargers as a wild card team. Yep. Um, NFC side. We have the Eagles at the Bucks. With the Bucks going up, yeah. I'm just, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have the Eagles going up. Okay. Eagles upset the Bucks.
0: Uh, an upset.
1: And then we have the Cardinals at the Rams, with the Cards going up. Way too big on the Cards. I'm telling you. I You're don't think good. so. I You're think sell- they're gonna be they're gonna be better than they were last year. You're selling the farm. They're gonna be better than they were last year. So with the conference championship, you have the Eagles at the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. With Cardinals going up, Eagles run ends.
0: Wow. So you're talking Chargers and Cardinals in the Super Bowl.
1: And, but one thing that mean you have in common here is we both have a team winning their first Super Bowl. Yes. The Chargers. Justin Herbert gets it done, wins the Super Bowl. And I wouldn't be mad at
0: that at all. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I really, you know, I, I, I think, like I said, I think you're way too sold on the Cardinals. I'm not as sold on the Cardinals as you are. I haven't been after after seeing what happened and seeing the meltdown midway through last season.
1: I don't, I just don't I, know. I I think I, that meltdown gets addressed in the offseason. I think um, they learned to to have more options here, and I think they have that part resolved
0: that that might be the case. I I don't know. I'm I'm not entirely sold though on on the cards. I'm I have I have questions about them. But um you know, I I could see the Chargers going to the Super Bowl. I could. There's it, there's no doubt I had I had Bills and Chargers in there. I think the Bills are are trying so desperately to get over that hump. Um you know, the the two times they they've been defeated by the Chiefs and and just eliminated. And they they're trying to exercise that demon of of getting over the hump and getting into the Super Bowl and winning the damn thing, and uh, they're, they're getting closer and closer and closer every year. This is is one of those times where where the Bills they want that Super Bowl and and you know I I really think that they're going to get after it. The Chargers have a fully loaded team. It would not surprise me if they wound up in that position. It would not surprise me if they wound up being a uh, Super Bowl team. Um, yeah, the Chargers, man, I, I could definitely see them doing that as well. So um, it'll be an interesting little situation. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. So you've got the Chargers winning the Super Bowl over the Cardinals. I've got the Bills winning the Super Bowl over the Bucks, and uh, that that'll be a, a fun time. So we're we're gonna put these. I'm gonna I'm gonna mark this down in my my uh, bold prediction situation here. The, the Super Bowl prediction, because I want to make sure that we have that down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that uh, I have these written down. So, Tyler, you have Chargers over Cards. I have Bills over Bucks. And that, that'll be our uh, Super Bowl predictions. We're going to revisit these. We will revisit these these uh, predictions um, at at the end of the season. I'm I'm pretty pretty fired up about that. Uh, I'm surprised that you got the Cardinals going to the bowl, Tyler. I really am.
1: I, and I could be I could be off base here, but I I, I do think that as hot as they were going in, I, I think part of it was the fact they lost Hopkins. I think part of it too was I I do believe that Murray was still kind of had that injury kind of lingering. I. I think they're, and we really look at last season was, it was the first big charge for them improving because the year prior, they were, they were, they were nothing great. Right. I I think this is, I think there's going to be another big improvement for this team. I, 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 really do believe that.
0: And that could very well be, I think, and, and I think you and I are, are kind of on the same page with the two teams that are, are going to be, you know, the, the, the bigs in the AFC are going to be the Bills and the Chargers, and I'm fired up for it because it's a, a whole lot of new blood. And um, the Bills have been and have been clamoring for this. We, you know, we've been we've been waiting for the Bills to blow up. So on the on the AFC side, I can feel it. Um, I'm not entirely sold on Arizona, but we'll see. Uh, but I I think that um, I think that we've we've got a pretty good layout. We we've laid out some some pretty solid uh, matchups there. And Tyler, that is our, our Super Bowl predictions for the upcoming year. Um, those are our season predictions and their standings and whatnot. Um, I'm all fired up about this season. We are, you know, little over a month and a half away. Uh, we got fantasy football time coming up for you and I, fired up for that. Um, the, the Bob Wilson Memorial League will uh, continue on for its, now it's second season. So you know, the inaugural season was last year. I, I gotta go win that trophy. <laughs> but I want to I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors over at It's Your Time Massage. Amanda's a wonderful massage therapist. She does tremendous work. Coming back to work this August. She uh, just got done popping out our twins. Yes, that is my wife. She popped out our twins. She is back to work in August. If you're looking to get a massage, now is the time to get booked. Iytmassage.com or you can go to It's Your Time Massage LLC on Facebook. She'll go ahead and get you booked. You can get the best massage you've ever had in your life. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Facekicked Apparel over there with uh, our boy Sean Stockmeyer and his wonderful wife. They do tremendous work. All your shirts, hats, hoodies, he, you name it. He pick, you pick it. He sticks it over at FaceKickedApparel.com. That's what he does. All your custom, uh, all your custom clothing, he'll get you de- get you taken care of over there. Also, want to give a shout out to um, Condors Gaming Corner over there with uh, our boy Alex Steele. He joins us every now and then on the show. He's got his own little um, uh, stream, his gaming stream over there. Him and his uh, brother, Andrew, they do some voice acting stuff that is really awesome. I enjoy it. A lot of people I know enjoy it. So check that out. Also check out Big Willie Dubs Gaming over there on Facebook. And uh, one other one I want to talk about real quick here, uh, one other business, and, and we're going to be uh, doing a little, more, little bit more for these guys as well um marriage miracle photography um this these guys are are awesome professional grade photographs um man what a, an awesome business the uh, Andy and his wife Chantel over there they do amazing work if you're looking for any type of photos wedding photos he does them and man Tyler you you could attest to this our wedding photos were beautiful weren't they
1: oh they're fantastic
0: yeah, I, I think Andy does great work. He really makes the experience uh, uh, something special every time uh, he's with somebody. We just got baby pictures done of the twins, and uh, he did amazing work for that with them. And those pictures were just – I was seeing them as he was taking them going, oh, man, these are going to be freaking amazing. Check them out. Patch Miracle Photography. Uh, I, I highly recommend that to anybody who's going to go out and get pictures done of their babies or, or – you know, senior photos or anything of the sort. The guy is just tremendous wedding pictures. Uh, he did our, our, um, the pregnancy photos for Amanda and I, and the, the, I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, it was just, it was, it's an experience. So check him out. Uh,
1: all those, all the pictures you guys done have turned out incredible. I just, I just want to make fun of you for how many shoots you've done. It's like you're married to a basic white girl.
0: Oh, I know <laughs> Well she she well, she wants pictures she wants pictures. Oh, no, I, it's just after these moments and, and you I know will st- I will still make fun of you for it. You, you know what's funny about these these pictures is like you know I am just like average guy where you're just
1: I just you're just going with the flow. I know you want them to know, like, okay, more pictures. okay let me put my me put my pants on.
0: But I want to, but I want you to look at like so so I wear athletic pants everywhere. you know this. I, I wear athletic pants all the time. And and it's it's the most comfortable shit in the world. That, that's the whole reason I wear athletic pants. And and I, and not only that because I'm kind of fucking lazy at the same time. But um, you know I am athletic pants guy. That's what I do. And everybody's like, you're always wearing athletic pants. I'm like, yeah, so what 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 of what of it? You know, like fuck you. But uh, you know, I, I look at my um, my wardrobe in these pictures. I wear the same goddamn thing in every every photo shoot. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. That's how you know that I give no fucks about pictures and I give no fucks about those things because I'm just like I'd rather be wearing my athletic pants at all times. Um <laughs> and like we I I seriously blue polo blue jeans. Oh yeah. I am the the king of casual in pictures. Like there's there is no looking super nice in pictures for me. But yeah, they they did amazing work for our wedding and and for the the uh, the baby pictures and the the you know pregnancy pictures and and I mean they the our our engagement pictures they did great work I mean it, it's been an experience we we've, we've worked with with uh, Andy and Chantel and they they came to our wedding and they just made our wedding ten times more spectacular ten times better and, and I'm gonna be you know it, it, I do have a an actual ad in development for them um, as kind of a surprise but it, it it's just something that that uh, I, I really want people to get get into that business and, and uh, give these guys a ring and check them out over there at Patch Miracle Photography. So uh, with that, folks, Tyler, that's our show. Um, man, we're 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 just trucking right along. I feel like the off season has flown by. Um, especially yeah, we're,
1: we're, we're getting close.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like this is probably one of the fastest off seasons. But I also feel like it's one of the fastest off seasons because you and I have had so much shit going on. <laughs> Not kidding. You know, it's it really has. It's been flying. We've been so busy, babies and everything under the sun, and I mean it, it, wedding shower or uh, baby showers, and and you know, uh, I, it's just been nonstop. Life has been nonstop, and and uh, I feel like I blinked, and this off season has has flown by we're already about to hit all- a good
1: thing though it means it's football time almost
0: yeah it's almost football time so i'm i'm fired up about it uh, i hope you are folks i want to thank y'all for listening and and tuning in with us this week uh, i hope everybody's uh, excited for for the upcoming season hope everybody's excited for the upcoming shows we'll see you in two weeks for uh tyler and myself thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time right here on the outside blitz
1: Join us soon on The Outside Blitz and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash The Outside Blitz and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com